0: Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Sunday to Sunday. Good morning, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Inthalancey, and we are coming to you again through a Zoom call. And on this call, we have with us Rebecca Sargent.
1: Hello, world! (laughs) (laughs)
2: Stephanie Nobles.
1: (laughs) And
0: Pastor Anthony Barraza,
1: woo-hoo! woo-hoo. Yes. Party people in the
0: house, party
2: people in the house! <laughs> what is up,
0: people? How are we doing during the quarantine?
2: We're doing great. Yeah, doing great. good. good I, miss, I miss being with you guys face-to-face. Like, we're yeah. face-to-face, but I can't reach out and give you a high-five.
3: Yeah, yes. that's, that's the weirdest yeah. part about all of this for me. But, you know, I'm thankful for technology
2: right right i want to hug somebody,
1: <laughs> <You can laughs> hug hug
3: somebody. I know.
2: they keep asking me why i keep hugging them <laughs>
3: That's funny.
0: Well, i have two openers for you guys today bring um, it on bring it on the first one this is this should be interesting when you were growing up what was your dream job and is any part of that still true
3: some people like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be an astronaut. I don't know that I felt like that, but maybe starting around middle school, high school, I kind of decided that I was going to be a dentist or an orthodontist. I mean, I even went into college like pre-dental major and I did like chemistry biology for the first two years. And I mean, it went fine, but like one day I woke up and I was like, I don't think I want to do this <laughs> and I realized that to be orthodontist I would have to keep going like undergrad dental school specialty school and it would have been as much more schooling as I had already been like kindergarten through 12th grade I'd have to do that again and I was like nope mm-mm. and so uh yeah that changed real quick and I switched from a chemistry major to a journalism major <laughs> So um, I do still brush my teeth. So does that count if I stick to my original
1: goal? <laughs> Dental hygiene, that's good. That's
0: good. Um, I actually wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Whoa. I did. Whoa. When I was in like middle school, I thought that it was so cool that modern medical technology allowed us to interact with people's brains. I just thought that was really awesome. They also weren't struggling in the salary department either. So like, I feel like I I could, you know, support a family. Um, But none of that, I feel like is very true today because I just, I I don't think I could have survived that many years of school. Can I tell
2: uh, you a funny story? Mm -hmm. So um, I actually know a brain surgeon. We do, right? So uh, we have a a good friend, Alex and Evan Lee, both of them. Uh, Their dad is a brain surgeon. And, you know, we always hear that phrase, uh, well, it's not like brain surgery. You know what I mean? You know, no matter what you're doing, it's not like brain surgery. Uh, well, Jim Gaffigan is my favorite comedian. And he said, well, what do brain surgeons say? Uh, brain surgeons say, well, they ain't like picking up women. Oh my so, so the first time I ever met Mr. Lee, their dad, the brain surgeon, I told him that joke. Did he laugh? No. He didn't laugh. At <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. He didn't even crack a smile. And it was the first time he ever came to church. And I was like, hey man, I was listening to this comedian the other day. What a brain surgeon saying. Ain't like picking up women. And he went, Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I
3: was like, oh. oh gosh. I can see Mr. Stuart just like mm-hmm. done. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. So, any but though.
1: if you need
2: a brain surgeon, we have one. Actually, no, too, because Marianne had brain surgery, so I, I know two brain surgeons. That's crazy. Oh, wow. You could have been the third, Jonathan.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow. I, I feel like I had a few aspirations in my life. I feel like that's my personality. I will like many things, but I feel like at one point when I was really little, I mean, I still love animals, but I really loved animals and I wanted to be a vet, but then I realized that the actual medical field was not for me, so I had to let that go and just be a really great pet owner. Um, and you then- are a really great pet owner. Thank you. I love wow. the animals. Um, and then like in middle school or high school, I decided, I guess it was more high school when Justin went off by himself, when he left sync behind, I was gonna be a backup dancer for JT. Mm. Um, you know, and just run off to Hollywood. I really like think you could still do it. Uh, yeah, I might be on his geriatric tour. Like, we don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen thirty years from now. So, keep looking for me.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. JT coming to an assisted living facility near you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's gonna headline Cypress Glim. <laughs>
1: look there's there's Rebecca <laughs> with her walker, with walker.
2: <laughs> so when I was in elementary school I always remember wanting to be an NFL football player but since they only work half the year I was going to be a highway patrolman in the off season
0: oh so okay.
2: those are my two things when I was little little that's what I wanted to do I always thought highway patrolman was cool super cool their cars were the coolest cars. And then when I got into middle school and high school, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a band director in a high school, and I wanted to be a choir director in a church. So that was mine. That's actually what I went to school for um, to be a band director. And I changed my freshman year. Why are y'all looking at me like that? Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Don't make me go get my John Philip Sousa band award out of the attic.
3: Please bring your trumpet to the podcast one day. Yes. I
0: think, doesn't Jeremy Robinson also have that award? I think so.
3: <laughs> does he really?
0: I think he does. He told me that. It's, like, a
2: very, it's a very elite group of people.
3: Mm, mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So shout out to Jeremy Robinson for being yeah. that <laughs> All right. The second one, what's one thing you'd like to check off of your bucket list?
1: Uh, I feel like all of my bucket list stuff involves travel and not just like me going places. It's like me and Grayson or taking my mom somewhere, family trips, you know, all that. Um, but right now that's on pause. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait. Oh yeah. My bestie, obviously. <laughs> Steph, you all, you know, you're that in there.
3: like, i here waving. Like
1: oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I said, people I love and family. Hello. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, Yeah, so those are, like, those. I feel like that's most of my bucket list is just traveling. So um, as soon as the ban has been lifted, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to see y'all later. (laughs) We're going to see y'all later.
3: That's, like, one of my bucket list items is I really want to go to Santorini, Greece. I want to go there. And it's beautiful, and I've always wanted to go. But another one is I I want to go to um, at least one game of every, like, professional sport. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like I've been to hockey, I've been to baseball. I think I still need basketball, golf, you know, I just, I've always wanted to do that before I meet Jesus. Mm. Interesting. (laughs) What about you guys?
0: I would like to go skydiving in a squirrel suit one day. <laughs>
3: the squirrel season to be a flying
2: squirrel. Yeah. What? <laughs> Have
0: you seen those videos where they jump out and they just kind of just go like that, like over mountains and trees and stuff like they like. Oh, that is
2: not out. what I thought you meant. No, that's.
3: What, <laughs> I thought even actual squirrel He's talking about like yeah. a base jumping suit, like yeah. it has yeah, the they, webbing. Yeah. yeah oh my god.
2: So I would love
0: to jump out and just. Just so go. those are called squirrel suits. All suits, yeah.
2: yeah. In my Are they mind, actually I called
3: that, you... or is that, call... is that what Jonathan's calling them?
0: No, that's a term used for them. I'm sure there's a, probably an actual correct term for them.
3: I'm
2: googling. I'm googling. Google I, uh, I 100% saw you jumping out of an airplane dressed like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought you meant.
0: Oh, man. That would be funny, too. Don't think it'd be as fun, though.
2: So I have two that are not realistic, and I don't think they can happen. So that's probably not good bucket list things. I would like to spend – this is more of a fantasy. I would like to spend the day with Chris Tucker and uh, Jackie Chan in their characters from Rush Hour. That would be really cool. That would be funny. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And the other thing I'd like to do is I would like to spend the day with a president. It doesn't even matter who it is, any president. Just to like walk through the whole day,
3: like the president of the United States, or yeah, yeah, yeah. like the yeah. president of um, the, the local Red Hat chapter Society. of the YMCA. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, right. No, 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 that's a good. That's a good qualifier. Yeah, I, I've got to be really specific if I ever get a magic lamp. Right. <laughs> very disappointing. Um, <laughs> like
3: hanging out with the president of the um, boys to men fan club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I would like to hang out with a president of the United States of America for a whole day. And then I don't even care who it is. It doesn't matter what party. I don't, just a walk through the office of the president would be kind of cool.
3: That's pretty cool. I would like to um, just address for all of our listeners that it is called a wingsuit and yes. Squirrel is the brand. Yes, Squirrel <laughs> is the supplier.
2: <laughs> I like that you both simultaneously Googled it. Yeah, I had to. Well, I'm
0: getting the squirrel suit brand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what we do on Sunday morning, it doesn't replace meeting at Riverbend, but I'm so sure thankful that we can still connect via technology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So, awesome. so thankful. Pastor, I just want to give you props because it just feels like you're engaging the person right on the other side of this, the screen. You're just really good at talking directly to your to your congregation, your people. A lot of my family members have said that, so I just want to give you some some cred for uh, really being engaging in a time where it's hard for us to, to really connect uh, physically. So um, Thank you. I want to, to go to your message this past Sunday because I thought there's a w- lot of good practical stuff that you spoke about. Uh, one thing um, is, a, is a habit that you shared with us uh, to help us read the Bible daily, and it's called the SOAP method. Um, and for those unfamiliar with with that, can you can you explain what that is and how that's helped you in your, your devotion time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the SOAP method is something that I picked up from a book called The Divine Mentor by Wayne Cordero um, years ago, and, man, it really helped me. I realized that I grew up in a Christian home, and I grew up where people talked a lot about having um, personal time with Jesus. Um, Having a devotion time was a very important thing in my home growing up. Um, but I also realized I'm not sure anybody ever taught me how to do that effectively. Nobody ever really sat down and said, here's what you do during that time, or here's how you can really study the Bible for yourself. And And I just love the way Wayne Cordero uh, teaches that. And SOAP is an acronym for... Um, scripture is the S, O is observation, A is application, and P is, is prayer. And so basically what you do is you start with a verse of scripture, you give careful observation to it, then you really begin to think, how can I put that into to, to my life? How can I apply it? Um, and then finally praying and asking God to help me apply it. And I actually do a soap journal And I actually take a page every day and I write out the scripture, I handwrite out the scripture, I write out what my observation is, I write down what my application is, and then I even write down my prayer. And and one page equals kind of one day's soap. Um, And it just really helps me stay focused. Um, I think a lot of times uh, what happens is we do a Bible reading plan or we choose to read scripture. And we just check it off for completion. Like we get through it. I was trying to do the Bible in a year by listening to it. And I realized I wasn't even really paying attention. I was just trying to get through it for the day so that uh, I could say that I did it and I, I accomplished the task, but I wasn't studying it. And so um, that's where that observation part comes in. And then, and then the other thing that a lot of us do is, is we read it. We may think about the context but we don't take that next step, which is to how does this apply to my life? And, and if there's no application, it's just information, right? And so transformation doesn't come because you have information. I think transformation uh, comes because of your application. You learn to apply God's word for your life. And the one thing that I think this is super important is, is you learn to study the Bible on your own. I think a lot of people uh, get used to someone spoon feeding them scripture uh, whether that's your pastor speaking to you or you read what somebody else said, you do a devotion like my daily bread or a Beth Moore thing or you know a Robert Morris thing, which is all great. I think all of those are great um, resources to have in your toolkit, but, but we have to learn to study the word of God on our own and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through his word. And if we don't set aside some time daily to do that, I think we miss, I think we miss out on, um, on that gift. So that's, that's been super helpful for me.
3: One of the things that I love about the Bible is it's good in and of itself, like just on the surface, a lot of times you get so much just from reading it like that. But um, a lot of times, there's so much more to, to the verses and the chapters and the historical context. And, One of the resources that I use a lot is um, an online commentary um, that's on the website Blue Letter Bible, and it's a commentary from David Guzik, and he basically has done a study guide for every book of the Bible, verse by verse. And I love to go to that because he's pulled information from theologians and philosophers and like people all over the world that have really um, spent time historically studying the Bible and in the, in the text and the context of what's been said there. And so whenever I'm doing the soap method and, or, you know, I actually don't write it down. I don't journal it, but I go through the process, you know, for myself. Um, but when I'm doing that, I love to to pull that commentary up and just go a little bit deeper. Like, you know, why was this so important? What was going on historically during that time that made this even more significant or, You know, why did they choose to use this word here? What did it mean? Did it have a deeper meaning? And what does that mean for me today? Um, So, you know, finding things like that, that really help the Bible come alive for you is so important. And I highly recommend um, just digging in um, to that time until you find something that you see speaks to you and helps you apply that even more into your life
2: yeah I hate that you just offered that resource because that is that's like a secret for me. I love that resource and when i'm when i'm when I preach um, y'all honestly when when I'm studying that's what I do I have my Bible open and I have that website open because yes. um, and and so uh, Stephanie will put that link in the show notes. I'd really encourage you to bookmark that page because he has gone through every book of the Bible, every chapter, every verse. And it's, it's so easy to read and understand, and it helps to put it in context for you. And so if you kind of struggle with, with reading the Bible, this is, a great, um, this is a great tool to have while you study it.
0: Pastor, I, I think what really, what really um, impacted me is when you had a, a soap journal, and you'd finished it all the way through, and you gave it to Blair so she could have it. And yeah. kind of read through like your responses through scripture and stuff. And I just thought that was the coolest thing to like take what the Lord was doing in your life, the responses you have, and like give that off to your daughter. And so so I, when I started doing that, I was like, man, that's gonna be really cool when I can go back in a year and see how the Lord was moving in my life. And when I started doing these worship sessions on Thursday, the first, the first night I did it, I looked back and I was like, oh, it's been a year since since this whole thing and it was just really cool to see um so for people who do journal and don't do the soap method it's really awesome to see how the lord like oh that was a struggle i was in but i'm not in that anymore and yeah. i'm glad god got me got
2: yeah. me through. That so I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest look, so, so, that, that was something that kept me writing a lot of times where i didn't maybe want to write i didn't want to journal i knew i was doing it for that purpose that i was going to give it to her as a gift when she went off to college so i gave it to her as a graduation gift um, I'm, I'm working on, um, uh, one for Micah now. Um, but the thing about it is I I plan to always rotate back and forth and give them to my kids. And, you know, I think that's a cool legacy thing to do for your family. Uh, one, one day I'm going to write them for my grandkids, maybe, you know, so, uh, it just, I don't know. It's a good, uh, that's a cool thing passed down, you know.
3: I hope they can read your handwriting.
2: It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It makes me write more like, you know. Legibly. <laughs> I tell you what I, what I did find myself doing, if I'm honest was editing myself because I knew that my kids were going to read them. And so I wasn't always maybe being as honest in a journal situation as you would typically if you were going to burn it. And so, <laughs> um, but I thought, you know what? I want my kids to know that sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you have fear. Sometimes you have doubt. Sometimes you do struggle with things and so I, I stopped editing myself and just kind of lay it out there and knowing one day they'll read that and they'll understand, hey, dad had those same kind of struggles or he, de- he dealt with some of those same things I deal with. And this is kind of how he processed through it. So, um, yeah, uh, that's my thing. That's so important,
3: awesome. to be honest. And that's no, I do
2: true. have a journal that I, do, I am going to burn. But that's, uh, that's
3: you have a burn book
2: <laughs> I, a burn I got book. a few burn books yeah <laughs> that's
3: yeah. so funny
2: um, another point
0: that you you brought up pastor actually I just I want to, to speak into a quote that you had you had mentioned this past Sunday you said if you don't express your gratitude, you will go blind to the things that God is doing in your life. And this was in regard to the hilarious iPad story that you shared with us. So if you have not heard that, you can go back um, on our page and, and watch this past week's message. Hope and Uncertainful Times Week 2. But um, you're trying to teach us that we need to be grateful. So in what ways can we better practice gratitude and avoid learning the hard way? What, what responses you guys got?
3: I um, shared this with our life group last week because um, they asked kind of a similar question as how we're staying um, focused during this time. And I think something that I've always wanted to do like every year is to have like a jar or something in my house. And whenever something good happens or something that I'm thankful for, I just write it down real quick on like a small slip of paper and put it in the jar. And then at the end of the year, open that up. Um, or if I'm having a hard time sometime during that year, open it up and like read all these things that the Lord has done and, or that I'm really thankful for something great that happened. It's just like a reminder, um, something to help us keep perspective. Like, you know, a bad moment is not a bad life. A bad season is not a bad life. Like we have so much to be thankful for and, um, I've always wanted to do that, but I've never started it. And um, whenever all this uh, pandemic stuff happened several weeks ago, I decided, okay, now's for sure the time, so we can keep, I can keep a good perspective during this season. So I started doing that and um, it's really, it's been really nice to, to very much focus in on the things that I'm thankful for. I've even like gone around my house sometimes, I'm like, thank you, little desk. I, I'm just so <laughs> glad that I have you. <laughs> thank you refrigerator you do a lot of work here (laughs) so um yeah that's not I'm just kind of writing those things down and and scheduling time to remember um what God has done for me and what I'm
1: thankful for it's great yeah I'm definitely trying to reframe um not my life but a lot right now just through all of this because I'm blessed to be able to work from home. I'm blessed to be able to still see you guys. Thank you, technology. As much as I complain about technology right now, it is, uh, as much as it's a curse, it's a blessing, you know? Um, So I'm thankful for that. So like Steph said, through this whole situation, I've tried to daily think about, you know, something specific that I'm thankful for um, that, you know, maybe I've taken for granted for the longest time and um, that has definitely kept me positive through all of this. Uh, I mean, I'm certainly, I think the biggest thing that I get sad about is that I can't see my, my people, you know? Um, Like when can you, you like, there's never a time you can't see your mom. You know what I mean? It's your mom. You can always see your mom. No, you cannot now. You cannot (laughs) see them. So it's that's like the hardest part for me. It's just not being able to be around people, but that's the greatest way we can show we love them. is staying away from them. So um, just trying to be mindful every day um, and be appreciative of something that I haven't maybe thanked the Lord for in a long time. Cause I've been taking it for granted because I was able to do everything and anything. And now it's like, well, sit and wait. <laughs> I know I really enjoyed all the memes that have been
3: (laughs) happening during this time to kind of keep things light but what you know a couple of them are like you know 30 years in the future grandma why do you love sitting outside so much and it's like grandma says um well one time this was illegal (laughs) and stuff like that and just remembering those those tiny things and I, I saw another one the other day it was like man, I'm never going to be late for anything again. You're having a party at 10. I'll be there at 8.30 to help you set up.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'll never turn down an invite ever Mm -hmm. again.
3: And so even that is just, you know, it's lighthearted, but it's helping everybody think about things that that we can truly be thankful for.
2: One thing we've always done with our family, when you have small kids, you always uh, kind of struggle with dinner conversation. I like what to talk about over dinner. And so when when even my kids are really small, we developed this habit of, of going around the table while we ate. And, and I would, I would ask stuff like, what's the best thing that happened to you today? Uh, what was your favorite moment of the day? Uh, what are, what are you most thankful for today? Um, and so, so we've always done that. And so we still do that now that my kids are older, we'll ride down the road in the car and Hey guys, what, what's, what's, what's the best thing that happened to you today? Just to so just always, no matter what's going on in their life, no matter what season, whether it's corona or not, um, there's always things to be thankful for. There's always moments to celebrate. There's always positive. And it's like I said on Sunday, you know, a, you know, a negative mindset's never gonna change the world, right? So we have to be positive even in the negatives. And so as, as parents, we have to make sure that we lead our kids in that because they're taking their cues from us. And if we're not grateful, they're not going to be grateful. If, if we're not positive, they're certainly not going to be positive. So it's just really important to set that tone.
0: Um, one thing that I want to give credit to Stephanie for about gratitude, a practical thing that I've put in place. And um, I had this written down and now I quote it that way. So I apologize if it's out of order, but you wrote down something that you said you say to kind of motivate yourself and kind of stay grateful is your will, your time, your plan, not mine. And so sometimes (laughs) when I feel like things aren't going the way that I would like, I kind of like either think that or say it out loud. And I think if you can, if you can come up with some kind of phrase or something that's going to motivate you or really like, okay, let me take a step back. Let me breathe. What's important right now. Is it really the way I feel? Because that's, that's probably not, like going to contribute into what Lord has for me, so that has really helped me out a lot. Your will, your time, your plan, not mine. That's right, right?
3: Yeah, that's exactly okay. right. That's Bye, a Lord. prayer that the Lord put in my heart, like man, seven or eight years ago, and I've said it every day since then, multiple times. Some days, like a lot, <laughs> but um, and I, I mean, I truly think it wasn't just for me; it's for anybody who needs that. But it really helps me stay in perspective and stay hopeful
2: and perspective is everything I mean Mm -hmm. you said the word I was thinking I I don't know why my mind's going to this commercial but there was a commercial uh, months ago and it was this little girl took a marker and was drawing pictures on the wall in the kitchen of the house Mm -hmm. and I know what would have happened to me if I'd have done that you know what I mean because I grew up before um magic erasers, you know, <laughs> it would have been home, right? I know what would have happened if my kids would have done that, you know, it, 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 there'd have been punishment, and so this, this mom had a decision to make in that moment, and instead of lashing out at the kid, instead of punishing the kid, instead of erasing it or repainting the wall, she took a frame and put it over it and oh. made it a piece of artwork, and I thought, that is beautiful. That, yeah. is, that is a picture of grace. It is a picture of perspective. And it's a picture of gratitude. You know, I'm not going to get angry because my wife or my kid just did something to the wall. Instead, I'm going to be thankful for my child, their creativity, and I'm going to frame this as an opportunity to remember some good things. And so I don't know, it's all about perspective and how you frame it,
3: right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's good.
2: That's good. I
0: love that even through all this, that we're still able to do this podcast together. Very, very thankful. Just because coronavirus is here doesn't mean that the that life has to be on on pause. So, yeah. um, also thankful that this upcoming Sunday is Easter Sunday. Yay! Easter Yay!
1: Sunday! <laughs>
0: love, Sunday. I'd love for you guys to speak more into Easter Sunday and what that looks like for North Park Church.
2: This Sunday, um, obviously, we'll not be meeting in person, but we will be meeting online. Uh, we are a multi-site church now. We have, uh, we have church in homes all across the world. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, we, we've got some, some great things happening, and, and so we want you to stay connected. Uh, we're going to be coming at you this week with, with a great message of Easter um, Conic Comeback Stories. Um, we all have situations in our life. Uh, where things don't turn out the way that we wanted them to, uh, but it's not the end, and we have an opportunity to uh, to come back, and we have an opportunity to get up again, and and Jesus is the greatest example of that. I mean, those disciples thought it was over when they put Jesus in the grave, and Jesus is the ultimate example of a comeback story, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna recognize that that same resurrection power is alive and well in our lives and in our relationships and in our homes.
3: Yeah, what's that quote? Every setback is a setup for a comeback. Ooh, ooh, fire! Are you talking you typing? Let about? me write that down. <laughs> Can you say that again? Because every setback is a setup for a comeback. i did not say that originally um i credit the internet so you might have to find that somewhere
2: (laughs) on sunday i'm gonna be like it's like i've always said every (laughs) setback is a setup (laughs) for a comeback."
0: so steph during this easter season what are some ways that we can stay connected
3: well there's lots of stuff that we are doing um specifically north park uh during this season and one of the biggest things I could suggest is, you know, we, we put a lot of stuff on our website, so that's a great resource. There's going to be some fun things there for Easter. There's information there, um, like what we talked about today. If you go to our grow page, you can join an online group, but also there's links there for personal growth, and it includes that link to the commentary I was talking about from David Guzik. Um, but then there's stuff with events that are coming up, like our Wednesday night online Bible studies, um, our Thursday night worship sessions, all that kind of good stuff. And this weekend, there's going to be a really fun thing for kids and families on our website, a virtual egg hunt. Um, so we're really excited about that. So obviously the website, northparkrdu.com is always a great resource. Um, but I highly recommend if you're not already following North Park on, Uh, social media at Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, If you search North Park Church Raleigh, it comes up. It's a big red banner with our logo. Um, Definitely like that page. so You can follow along with all of our posts and announcements and fun things, recommendations and resources. We post a lot of stuff throughout the week and it's a great place to go to um, get some cheer, get some practical advice, hear from our staff, see some videos like all kinds of stuff, um, and you can also follow us on Instagram for a lot of the same things um, if you just, you know, the handle's at North Park Church, so it's really easy to find, so I highly recommend following us on social media so we can all stay connected throughout the week, so um, that's the best way to, to really get all the information. We're going to be sending some stuff out this week by email as well um, and posting some stuff on social media that helps it'd be easier for you to invite friends to join you online Sunday morning for our Easter service or any Sunday morning, actually. Um, but we're definitely doing some special stuff for Easter because it's a special time of year. So, um, just be on the lookout for that. There's lots of great resources. So, uh, make sure you're checking it out everywhere you can.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today. Just a reminder for our listeners, we release these episodes every Wednesday and we want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast.
2: What are Doing? What I, mean, are you doing? I googled that quote to see who it was and y'all it's credited to like eight different people I've got credit for T.D. Jakes, Joe Osteen and some dude named Willie Jolly <laughs> that's really his name it's <laughs>
1: <Jesus. laughs>
2: like Willie Jolly says a setback is a set hey, comeback." he actually wrote that book and his name is literally Willie Jolly that
1: is I dropped drive. the first Y so it was at least like Will Jolly you know
2: I don't know. know. Y'all, you can't make this stuff up.
0: For more information and links to resources mentioned in today's episode, visit northparkrdu.com and click on the podcast page. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Sunday to Sunday.